1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show on a Monday. Like classic greeting on Monday is I hope you had a good weekend. In the lockdown, what constitutes a good weekend for many people? I think the country is divided. Obviously, it's divided. <laughs> One of the ways it's divided is those... Who are truly hurt, pained, pained is better than hurt, pained by the suffering of people losing their jobs and incomes, and those who are preoccupied with the virus. I am more concerned about those losing their jobs than I am about the virus. I acknowledge it. And the entire left is more concerned about the virus than the people who have lost their jobs. Because they say you can't give people jobs until you conquer the virus. So when I read to you in March, Ram, emmanuel's brother ezekiel Emmanuel and i believe he's an epidemiologist who said we have to be in lockdown until the virus ends maybe a year and a half and i said this man is a kook he turns out to be a kook but we are following kooky policies state of California, I have, I have asked friends, people I respect privately, what animates Gavin Newsom, a thoroughly superficial human being, what animates him to ruin California economically? And by the way, when you say ruin something economically, we're not talking about stocks alone. Uh, which is even secondary, uh, secondary in, in this regard. We're talking about home life. Children are able to play with children. Children able to go to school. People to have their life savings not destroyed because people can't enter their restaurant or their store. So what animates him? And there are people who have the theory that what animates him is politics. The the more that the country is suppressed, the more it is likely to vote Democrat because they blame the, the quality of life on Donald Trump. I don't think that that is pro- the primary uh, issue. I think the primary issue is that people like Gavin Newsom think. They don't want deaths on their record. That's what I believe. And I only came to that this weekend. And if you think that that is wrong or naive, please tell me, 1-8 Prager, 776. There is no rational reason why I, Dennis Prager, my family, and friends, all of whom live in the L.A. area cannot enter a restaurant. There is none. The, the, therefore, you have to look for a reason. When people act irrationally, it's hard, by the way. When people are irrational, it's very difficult to find the reason. Because how do you explain irrationality? It's a difficult thing. But I, I do believe that the issue is on my watch, very few Californians died. That is or very few Michiganders died. that's what that's what it is. It's a on my watch, no one died or very few died. So you you think unbelievably well of yourself self-esteem is a major virtue on the left earned or unearned and this one is even perceived as earned look at how few people in california died while i was governor that's very very hard to change if you believe that you are saving lives then how can you be dissuaded? What is better or more important? Remember, Andrew Cuomo said this in the beginning. If all the things that I have done, meaning all the lockdowns, have saved one life, I will sleep well at night. Got that one, Sean? That famous Andrew Cuomo, Governor Cuomo uh, line from the very beginning of the... Lockdown. That that is the animating impulse, I believe. I think there are political aspects too. Whereas Republican governors, who have loved ones who are endangered as much as Democrats do, who don't want people to die, obviously under their watch. But they they ask a broader picture. What is the price paid, as the president put it, and as I put it in March? Is the cure worse than the disease? You cannot lock down society for an indeterminate amount of time. You cannot. You will crush the society in, in ways that we will only begin to perceive later on. I will read to you some of those ways just in terms of health. So it's a very interesting question, is it not? Putting politics aside, why do left and right generally, there are always exceptions, generally react so differently? Why is that? It shows you if we can't even unite on an issue that has no inherent political aspect, namely a virus, then on what could we possibly unite? As I have said, the the gap between left and right is unbridgeable. Do you have a, a different explanation for Gavin Newsom's shutting down of California, for Eric Garcetti's shutting down of Los Angeles, than that under my watch, very few people died? That is my theory not let's uh, ruin things so that Trump is not reelected i think that is an aspect but i don't think it's the dominant one see and and by the way if it if the political were the dominant one then once the election is over uh you you would think that that would end the lockdown which will be very interesting to see once there were no longer any uh, benefits with regard to the to an election, then I would be proven wrong, that really it was just cynical destruction of people's lives for political gain. But my suspicion is that it transcends that. Hmm. Payam in Los Angeles, Dennis Prager, hello.
2: Hi, good morning, Dennis.
1: Hi. It's an honor pleasure speaking with you again. Thank you. How are you today? Okay.
2: Dennis, I wanted to share with you some exciting thing about the rallies that are going in Beverly Hills and also a very important request about the vote to ask you as well. But first, as far as the, this weekend, event, there for the first time just to observe and see it. I was amazed, and I asked a lot of people questions too. There were Japanese, Vietnamese flying over with airplanes, Vietnamese for Trump. There were uh, boots for LGBTQ for Trump. And it was very interesting. I just was observing and finding out why. So I asked a gentleman at LGBTQ, why are you supporting Trump? He said that anytime you're doing any event or anything, on the other side, you're getting just blasted with uh, people literally fighting us in disrespect. And on this side, it's all support. Uh, I asked a gentleman that's Hispanic with his sons that were helping over there, him why are you supporting him? And he's Older son got literally beaten up with the leftists, and he said, "You know what? That made me look into this, and I realized, you know what? This side—they're not the—they're—they're they're more tolerant than
1: yes." Look, thank you. I can't. We can't get to your second point. Thank you, Prime. I watched the Beverly Hills rally for the president, and I made a comment to my wife. Virtually, I mean, you see hundreds, maybe thousands of people, and virtually everyone is smiling. I want you to compare that to any left-wing rally. 800 500 Hi, everybody. Because I'm going to make this place your home. Dennis Prager here.
0: And this is about saving lives. And if everything we do saves just one life, I'll be happy.
1: That's it. I'll be happy. Not I'll sleep well. Yeah, I'll be happy. So that's my theory. The immoral, unscientific, irrational, crushing, life-crushing lockdown as of the last week of October, going from let's not overload our hospitals to let's flatten the curve to let's have a minus number of whatever number it is of cases, as they're called. If that's the explanation, there you go. But there's another one. There's a spectacularly, spectacularly selfish aspect to the vast majority of people who are pro-lockdown. They can work from home. The people who are crushed cannot. Yes, that's why the upper class is for the lockdown. The middle class is not. The upper class left is a a really destructive group of human beings. Really destructive. On freedom of speech on loathing of America and of of creating vast racial tension and the lockdown. Who supports the lockdown? Overwhelmingly, the upper class or, or upper middle class left. And guess what? They can work from home. But the guy who runs a restaurant cannot can't do a damn thing at home the guy who owns a store cannot the uber driver cannot the guys who sell refreshments outside of stadiums they're they're gone that's it I uh, I was skirting the issue for months because I've been puzzled. How do Democratic governors rationalize a vile, destructive policy? And the answer is self-esteem and selfishness. I'm saving lives, and it doesn't do a damn thing to my income. Not a damn thing. The people who are destroyed by the lockdown are not a matter of concern to the people who want the lockdown. Are epidemiologists losing their jobs? Not really. So they have a one-dimensional view of it. Let me see the data. And what is modeling? What is modeled? I think that muddled sounds close to muddled for a good reason. This is what the issue is, my dear friends. And you should, uh... You should remember that next time this thing happens. Ask the people who, uh, Ask the people who are pro-lockdown, have you lost your income? I've always identified leftism with selfishness, with narcissism, always. And I was a kid at Columbia, I remember thinking of it. God, these people are narcissistic. How they feel is all that matters. And now you see it in its life-crushing power. Yes, indeed. That's it. And I, by the way, I just want you to know that this is not even primarily a political point I'm making. I think the lockdown in Israel, where you have a conservative government, is as irrational, as destructive, uh, as immoral as I think it is in California and, and other places. Or India, another right-wing government. And I believe i spoke spoken to an extremely, extremely intelligent Israeli friend. This man is first-class mind. And I gave him my theories in, of in, uh, course, it wasn't, uh, I don't think it was by phone, it was in writing, I believe. I gave him my theories as to why Israel is in, in, in this crazy lockdown, destroying middle class in Israel, just like it's being done in the United States. So uh, I I told him I had two theories, and the, my two theories were that the Holocaust looms very uh, very strongly in the Israeli consciousness. And so uh, losing Jews uh, hits Israelis uh, in a very uh, tender spot. After all, after you lose a third, one out of every three of your group uh, and and you're a very small group to begin with in the whole world there are 13 million Jews so I think that that was a factor and I thought another factor was that the Jews tend to worship uh, intellectuals and people with PhDs and MDs it's a a lot of people worship that it's one of the false gods I write of in my commentary on the commandment "Thou shalt not have any other gods the worship of experts and PhDs but he had a uh, he had a, I think a more compelling he didn't deny what I wrote but uh, he had a more compelling explanation and, uh, and it's exactly this one he said Netanyahu was uh, damned if he did and damned if he didn't if Netanyahu did not have this clampdown, this lockdown in Israel, he would have been blamed for every death. So th- that's the issue for world leaders, not not just Newsom, not just Netanyahu. And by that, again, that proves that my point is not political. It's not engendered by political interest. Leaders don't lead. They don't want to be blamed for anybody dying. The Dennis Prager Show. I'm Dennis Prager. I want to remind you there's a banner at my website for Alliance Defending Freedom. Totally understandably, we're all preoccupied with the election. However, the battle goes on for all the people who are being persecuted with regard to religious freedom, the people who take these cases to the supreme court uh for free is of the people at the alliance defending freedom i there's no doubt in my mind that what stops the, the vast majority of you who don't give is not that you don't agree with adf it's not that you're not generous i i know human nature i know me it's that it's just we procrastinate it's totally understandable but when you've done it, you will feel good because you've done good. You got to help the fighters. So please click the banner at my website denisprager.com. My theory uh, is uh, I think my theory is right, and it took me six months to come up with it. The reasons for these irrational lockdowns, is that leaders don't want to have death on their record. That's why it's all over the world. Look look at what is being said about Donald Trump by by the left. Two hundred thousand Americans killed by Donald Trump. Yeah. Had there been another there been a democratic president, nobody would have died. And it has to be nobody, because if 100,000 Americans died, they'd say the same thing. Donald Trump killed 100,000 Americans. If 50,000 died, Donald Trump killed 50,000 Americans. What is the U.S., 10th in per million deaths? So the leaders... And I have some sympathy for them. Some, not a lot. They think first and foremost, what sounds worse on my record? A crushed economy or dead people? Dead people. Economies recover, the dead don't. That's it. That's the thinking. why there's a very very few leaders. Donald Trump is a leader. Yes. Tibby in Oceanside, California. Hello.
0: Hi. Hello, Dennis. Good morning. Happy to be speaking to you again. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm calling uh, about your remarks about Israel. And uh, you know, usually I agree with almost hundred percent of things you say. As an Israeli, I got to tell you this one. I think you got a little wrong because you're affected by the diaspora Jew or American Jewry type of thinking. Uh, number one, Israelis have an issue with the Holocaust, which is exactly opposite of what you said, uh, and that's very rooted in the psych. They always wait, wait. Why is it from-
1: why is it the opposite? I said the Holocaust is one of the reasons. That was no. My- I, I'm saying
0: yeah, and I'm disagreeing with that.
1: Uh huh. So you disagree you- with that fundamentally. Go, yeah. on, go on, Sorry. go on, explain. Yeah, so fundamentally,
0: uh, Israelis start the, their story always with 1945, never with the opening of Buchenwald, because they kind of embarrassed with this thing. Uh, they obviously are very aware of it, but that's, I don't think. Uh,
1: oh, you don't think, think it plays on. a role? Okay, fair enough. Go no. on. Go yeah. on. And, All uh, right. And
0: what I, what I do, yeah, what I do think, some of the things that in America. We differentiate between the left and the right, the conservative and the liberal. In Israel actually doesn't work exactly the same way because it's the Judaism that comes in. The secular Jew in Israel has life above everything. That's why they can give up a thousand terrorists for one soldier. It's just an Israeli thing. And so that's, I think, number one. It affects them even psychologically. And, you know, you know the saying, one, one life. If you're an ultra-Orthodox, you've got God trumping that. So, you can die for god that 's okay, and so in that case it'll be different, but the secular Israel goes that way and puts
1: i life. think you're right number two I think you're right yeah. is there a number yeah. two because we have a few seconds
0: yeah. yeah, no problem. number two, Israeli hospitals, unlike American hospitals, are usually at ninety eight and a half capacity percent, so you know when they're concerned about overflowing hospitals it's not like in america this is like a, a serious thing in israel and of course what you just said uh bb is concerned on his watch which
1: definitely- yeah okay listen i agree with you it was an excellent call i will add that to the list that's correct the uh, the, the, the jewish belief in the infinite value of one soul Yes, everybody. Hello, Dennis Prager with you. Yep. yeah. Howard in Skokie, Illinois. Hello.
3: How are you, Dennis? Good to talk to you again. Thank you. So I just heard has it, uh, a news thing that uh, just came across that it looks like they're going to be closing down our section area again, a region again, for the second time uh, with no indoor seating. Um, and I have to tell you that I know that You have a big thing on the happiness hour. It's our duty to remain happy. But at some point, you have to say, you know what? It ain't working. (laughs) It's just not working. So um, I'd be curious to see how you try to maintain happiness through, I know it's not the happiness hour, to get through this when you have 26 different families that count on you to support them, not to mention your own personal families and their kids and grandkids and everything. So...
1: What's well, a very legitimate question? So, what what is going to happen to your restaurant?
3: Well, I would say for the you know, I took over the restaurant nine ten years ago as my second career, and we probably had the most success, certainly the most successful kosher restaurant in the area, and maybe even in the country. It was doing extremely well, and um, you know, when we tried it was a it was a sit down restaurant with a hundred people. And uh, eventually we had to you know, try to shift it over to takeout, do more of this and that. It, it, it's, it, it's very nice if you're a pizza joint, but it doesn't work when you have a large rent and 26 people are paying everything else. Um, it, you cannot shift everything over. What you need to do, media.
1: number one, you have to call yourself an airplane.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. The, then people can sit and eat uh, within one, I- one inch of each other. There's not even social the distancing way, the fraud the show the proof of yeah. the fraud of closing restaurants is that I fly a lot now. I am one inch from another guy, no mask eating. How is that allowed
3: a hundred percent agree with you, but it's even worse than that is that because our restaurant area is so large, we can actually probably sit about fifty to fifty five people within the restaurant keeping social distancing that's right. Despite that, it still isn't enough. That's because right. Even when we were allowed to be open, the media has made it so. Um, uh,
1: yes, tenable, you know why? Because so the media not loo- the media not losing their jobs. You are. That's that's correct. That's correct. The, now they, look, I'm, they have okay, zero I'm going to be empathy. Anyway, listen. So now I'll, I'll answer your happiness question. Yeah. That was what there you, you began with. I have an answer for correct. you. You have no choice. <laughs> Well, that's one way of looking at it. No, that what is the only the way to look at it. I would yeah, tell that to anyone.
3: tell the other
1: people you have to let go. You have to let go 25 All right, that, 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 So, dis- despicable policies by politicians have caused it. Let these people spend the rest of their lives fighting against Democrats. I'm, I, I, I have no answer for these people, but I accept if they called, I would say the same thing. In, in life, you have a choice of being happy or miserable. Whatever the circumstance, that is your choice. I I, I don't know why anybody would choose miserable.
3: Um, I agree. If it was 100% a choice, I agree with you. It is.
1: No, no, no. no. uh, Lincoln lost two children, lost his country, and his wife was manic depressive. And he said, most folks are as happy as they decide to be. And that's the way it works. It's easy to be happy. Look, a lot of people are unhappy when things are good. <laughs> How many people were unhappy before the lockdown? Were all the 27 people who worked for this wonderful man, were all were they all happy prior to this? I'm not saying you could be happy at every moment and jubilant when, when terrible catastrophes occur. One of the dearest human beings in my life since high school lost his son recently. I don't expect him to walk around happy right now. I live in the same world as the rest of you. But as a general rule, that's my view. What is my choice? Get X numbers of days in, in, in life. I want to spend as many of those days on the happy side, above five, then under five, on the one to ten scale of happiness. It's, uh, it's so angering. See, if the, the press is, 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 such a, is such a pack of uh, nothings, of true nothings, lying, dishonest crowd, and they don't challenge these politicians. How come you can eat in an airplane within an inch of somebody without a mask? but you can't eat within six feet of one another in a restaurant. Did one member of the press in the United States of America ask that of any Democratic governor doing this or mayor? Maybe. If, I, if there is, I, I will send this person cigars or whatever would, would cheer their day, and I would make them the hero of the Dennis Prager show. The way they treat uh, Democratic politicians, the obsequious level, it is like, the, uh, like uh, I know the Soviet Union very well. That was my field of study. It was like Soviet reporters interviewing communist leaders. That is the way it is with reporters interviewing Democratic leaders. Do you understand that? Do you understand that we are closer, that it, the elite of this country is closer to the Soviet Union than it is to America of 50 years ago, of all of its history? It is an amazing thing to watch this happen. you know how many emails I get from people who escaped from, uh, from the Soviet Union or other communist countries? So it came to the United States. Ayan Herzi Ali just wrote this article. Said, you know, she's the great, the, she's truly a great woman. This great uh, Somali woman who went to Holland and then finally to the United States. And she said, this is the country I went to for its liberty. And 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 it's losing it. You know how many people who have come here for liberty think that way?
0: The Dennis Prager Show.
1: Okay, y'all. Let's go to a doctor in uh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Bill. Hello, Bill. Hey, how are you doing? Okay, thank you.
4: If I can indulge, we really have similar in our backgrounds. We both studied Russian, uh, communism, socialism, and have been to the Soviet Union, just FYI.
1: Fascinating.
4: But um, uh, take an elderly, demented patient, uh, one of their connections to the real world is their family. The lockdown has taken that away from all these people. The families have not been able to visit them in their uh, adult living facilities or nursing homes. They get sick. They go into the hospital. All these strange people with masks are coming in and out of the room. You take those people and put them in the hospital, they get confused anyway. I've seen these, I've personally seen three such cases spiral downhill and the family give up and just let them go. Um, My wife, who's a home health nurse, has seen. One similar case, and a friend of ours in healthcare in Georgia told us of another similar case. There must be thousands. The lockdown itself is killing people.
1: My friend, I thank you. There's a heartlessness uh, that has taken, taken place in this country, in the medical arena, that is breathtaking. I am afraid of very little, and I'm not afraid of dying. I love life crazy about it, but I'm not afraid of dying. But I don't want to die alone. I want to die with loved ones around me. To deprive people of that in the name of health? There is something sick, not in the hospitals. There is something sick in the medical profession. Not just doctors, nurses, the whole crowd. There are some, obviously, heroes. There's no question about it. But there's there's a uh, ruthlessness that I never would have expected. Sorry, you will only meet, see masked strangers for months. But, hey, we're saving lives. We're crushing yours because we're saving others. That is the attitude of the medical profession. I'm preparing an article, not for this week. My tentative title is, How many doctors does it take to screw up a country? Uh, My opinion of the medical profession was never high, and I always note doctors have saved my life. I am am totally indebted to them for their abilities, uh, but doctors have as much wisdom as lawyers and taxi drivers. But there is now an ethic of, if there is any danger, it's okay to crush people's lives and have them die alone. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical, I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early twenties. Now I'm fifty one. In my early twenties I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally
0: changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but
1: It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer, and go to relieffactor.com and order the three